Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Welcome back to the show, Up Nexters. This week, we are talking about the things that all young adults should know. I mean, we probably don't. As someone who's 28, I'm sure there are plenty of things I still don't know. Uh, But I'm ready to learn what I have no idea. And that is with our new guest, John Hawkins. Now, John is the owner of rightwingnews.com. And he's a contributor to all sorts of places, including townhall.com. But what's really interesting and fun about John is he just released his new book, 101 Things All Young Adults Should Know. So welcome to the show, John. It is great to be on with you. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So why 101 things? I mean, couldn't you write like a million things young adults should know? Well, you know, you can only do so many in the book, right? I mean, if you don't want to get it, water it down. And I know <laughs> some of these things can get kind of watered down. So I wanted to have stuff that I felt like was good when I was pumping out because, you know, I'm if you've read my stuff on townhall.com, it's all lists. So 101, that's like a, you know, that's like a book length instead of column yeah. length. Yeah, well, I appreciate the listicles because as someone who is a young adult, enumerating uh, n- things is very helpful. I can just check that off of my list and and move on. But why did you want to write this book? Now, you're Gen Xer, right? Right. And you wrote this book targeting millennials. Right. Why did you want to do that? Well, two reasons. One, a while back, this was a few years ago, I wrote a list, naturally, 50 things every 18-year-old should know. And I got a really, really great reaction off of it. In fact, it was so great that I actually had a publisher call me about it back then. Now, I couldn't just turn that little list because this was a short list. This was like a list of things into a book. So I, I took that. I There's a few things from it that are on the book, but I wrote it from scratch, did it up. And, and also, you know, everybody who gets to be my age always looks back and says, you know what? If I knew at 20 what I know at 40, I would have been so far ahead of the game. So that's what I was trying to do, help people learn all that stuff the rest of us learn through experience that you can't reason your way through. All right, so let's go through some. No, we don't have time to go through all 101, John. I'm just telling you that right now. All right. But, I'm with you if you want to go through 101. But <laughs> Can you go through some of your favorites from your list of all things we should know? Sure. Here's one that I think is very applicable because I got nailed with it. And I think a lot of your people, the listeners who are in college will appreciate it. So I'm going to college. I'm 18 years old. My parents are are actually giving me a small allowance. They don't want me to work. They want me to focus on school. Very noble of them. And I get this credit card in the mail, and I'm pre-approved. I see where this is going. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) they must be idiots to pre-approve me for a credit card. And naturally, I go out and do the smart thing with it, which is buy party supplies and pizza. And But of course, I'm on an allowance. So what happens? I can't pay it off. I get interest. I get penalties. By the time it was done, I spent about 400 bucks on the credit card, and I had maybe $600 in interest and penalties. So it took me a long time to pay that off. It took me like three years, and when I finally paid it off, I cut the credit card up and didn't use another one for like 20 years. But that's one of those things oh, yeah. you don't – I mean it's you either have to know somebody or have it happen to you before you go, wow, that I shouldn't do that. 
it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah, not only that, I mean, credit card scammers are now going after college students in a very serious way because they realize that these younger individuals may not have credit yet. But uh, I've recently read a story about how they're going after college freshmen collecting their social security and credit information and then opening up cards later on down the road and and building credit against them, which is is crazy. It's amazing all these things are happening. And you're right, no one would know unless you've experienced it yourself. Yeah, and, and there's so many of the things in the book that are like that because some of them, you know, you might say, well, you have to be a you have to be smart to think of this or whatever. A lot of them are just stuff that everybody who's 40 and 50 has figured out. And you know, you don't think to pass them on to people. Because it's just something you picked up. But, you know, when you put them all in one place in one book, I think it helps you get way, way ahead of the game because you don't have to make the same stupid mistakes that all of us made already. Well, so what was your favorite mistake that you've made? My favorite mistake. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. I don't know that I turned all of them into a book. Um, Okay, that one comes to mind, but I don't know how much of a favorite it is. Um, Wow. You ask tough questions. (laughs) Favorite mistake. This is like a job interview question, right? It's from the chapter called Who and When to Have Sex With. It's the thing I I say in that one is, my gosh, do not get involved with someone who is separated. And that's something you might go, hey, that that seems kind of safe. What could go wrong? But my gosh, you don't think about it. The thing is, they're still attached to their former husband. They're not actually divorced yet. It can turn into such a mess. So for me, I had that problem. I mean, I got in, I got deep in with someone who was separated, and the whole thing ended up blowing up over stuff that had absolutely nothing to do with me. So that's very easy to do. And again, it's just something you would say, "Hey, why not?" I mean, we're we're getting along. Everything seems swell. You know, it's it's something I would advise people not to do. Really probably not a good idea. See, when I asked that question. You couldn't tell, but I was crossing my fingers and I was like, please tell an ex-girlfriend story. Please tell an ex-girlfriend, you know, because that's 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 usually what most of these books end up talking about, right? Well, I talked about it a little bit. I didn't go too crazy with it because let's face it, everywhere, well, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, they push sex so much in our society, but is it really what everybody needs to hear? I mean, they, they make it sound like, oh my gosh, you're really missing out if you're not having sex right this second, but... You know, do you want to be the guy who has a one-night stand and the condom breaks? You don't. Even setting morality aside, you don't want to be that person. And I've known people, by the way, who've had yeah, that happen. Of course, of course, the the implications of things. But what I appreciate about what you're talking about is some of them really fall under maybe common knowledge that maybe isn't so common that, Mm -hmm. you know, we may have questions about and we're either going to end up Googling, right? And who knows what rabbit hole that's going to take us down, uh, or we're too embarrassed to ask for advice. And so it sounds like you're, you're willing to, to take that jump to kind of put yourself out there and share from your own personal experience. But how many of the 101 tips that you include in your book are yours, and how many of them did you borrow from other people? Well, it's definitely a mixture, and let's face it, that's a little better. I, you you want to have the opportunity to learn from other people's dumb mistakes you know, as well as your own. You don't want to have to make them all yourself, so – it's a nice mixture of them, and I, you know, I've had a lot of friends who've had that kind of issue, who, who've had different issues that I was able to work into the book. 
so, so yeah, it's just a big mixture of them. And it's, it's one of those things, again, that you just pick up with experience over time. You talk to all these people over time and you find out. So what would you say? I mean, we talk a lot about kind of the, the snowflake culture, how millennials are so different and unique and, uh, and special, which, which, we talk a lot about here on the show is how do you overcome many of the stereotypes that are associated with being young? And uh, let's be honest, people like Socrates were complaining about the youth of the day, you know, centuries ago. So this isn't a, a new challenge working with young people. But what would you say is unique or different about how millennials are coming of age compared to how it was for you when you were coming of age? Well, I don't think it's that tough to overcome the snowflake image because all you have to do is not be a snowflake. So it's not so hard, <laughs> right? That I easy. Mean, it's that easy. You know, it's like, wow, I was talking to Gabrielle and she seemed great. She didn't seem like a snowflake at all. So, you know, there's that's a that's an easy one. Um, and how is it different? I, I think that uh, millennials have it a little tougher than my generation because. We grew up thinking, ah, the debt problem would just get solved and all these issues, so everything's going to be smooth sailing. You guys know a little better. You're going to have some serious debt issues to contend with down the road. Oh, yeah. You're going to have you're going to have nuclear proliferation. You're going to have some tougher issues in ways than we did when you were actually running things. So I, I feel a little bit sorry for you guys because I don't think we did the job we should have done to leave you the world we should have left you when you when you take over. Well, we're we're definitely open to to partnerships and of other generations, and I get excited about more and more people like yourself who represent Gen X in particular who are saying, "Hey, you know, how do we do this better together?" Rather than you know kicking the can down the proverbial road, saying, "Well, hope you guys." clean up the mess that we made because uh, there's no way that we're going to be able to to lead like my generation needs to without the help and the insight and the wisdom of course of of generations like yourself which is why I'm I'm really looking forward to to your book coming out so for any of our listeners interested and excited about grabbing themselves a copy of your book, where should they get their own copy? I would suggest that they go to Amazon and go for 101 Things All Young Adults Should Know. You'll find it right there. John Hawkins, order a copy for yourself and another 10 or 20 for your friends and then do it later. <laughs> at least get, get at least 45 copies. And I think if they really <laughs> like you... If they like you, I think and, you they know, should send you a copy. I completely too. agree. Right. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, we're well, fans. I, I, I know. Well, John, go. thank you so much for for joining the show. We definitely look forward to to getting our own copies, checking it out, and learning 101 things young adults must know. I'm excited to to hear more about you. Have you back on the show and and see if maybe there's a 102 things young adults should know coming out of the future. 